Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. Now on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, a book I'm really excited to, to find out more about. An interesting story, interesting characters, and I think everyone's going to love this. The book is called Irma Brings Love by author Maureen A. Peters from Christian Faith Publishing. Maureen, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now tell everybody a, a bit about this book. Irma Brings Love was inspired by a hurricane Irma, which was a Category 5 hurricane that destroyed my country, Tortola, British Virgin Islands. And after the hurricane, there was no job to go to. And I've always liked writing. And I was inspired to write the story of the event. Now, how was it for you uh, as an author to, to be able to take, you know, these these uh, events that happened to you, these catastrophic events that happened to you, and, and turn this into a book uh, with, with these characters? Uh, what, what, what was that process like? The process was very interesting for me in that while we were going through all the different changes of our lives, having to take water from the cisterns and things that did not bring us the immediate comfort that we were accustomed to. It made us, or most of us, look at the bad part. And for me, I looked at the good. I wanted to look at the good. When I came out from my bathroom and I saw that my house was still standing and I pretty much had everything that I owned, I was encouraged. And so I wanted to write this book as a means of encouraging persons to look for the good even in the bad situation. Now, if you're looking uh, at a target reader, who do you think is going to be the uh, the type of reader that's going to enjoy this the most? Who, who would you like to see this book get into the hands of? I think anyone will enjoy this book. Uh, this book will be an encouragement to persons who have been through catastrophic experiences in their lives. It is um, a love story. Uh, it is just a good read, giving information on where I live in the Caribbean and what we offer here, because we're a tourism destination, and we offer sea, sun, surf, great nature. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to, to, to see this book come to life on the page and to be able to share this story? It was a joy working with Christian Faith Publishing. It was my first experience, and they gave me the opportunity. They were very professional. They were consistent in providing the follow-ups, and I just really enjoyed the journey with them. Now, have you thought about maybe doing a, a, a sequel to this, or do you have any other stories you'd like to write? Yes, certainly. I would like to do a sequel to this, which will be about uh, life after the experience where, you know, we had to adjust to a new way of living. If you could say there's a, a message, uh, the most important thing that people get from this book, uh, what do you hope that is? Well, first of all, for me personally, I wanted to have this book available to the next generation. I feel that whatever we go through, we should be able to pass on information to the next generation. Secondly, I would like persons to understand that even in the midst of a catastrophic event, your life seems as though all is going bad. There is some good. And once we make up our minds to look for the good or appreciate the opportunities that we have, because once there is life, there is hope, then uh, those persons would enjoy this book. I mean, they will they will learn a lot from reading this book. 
Well, I think uh, this is a, a fantastic book, and I, I think everyone is really going to learn a lot and, and enjoy this book. The book is called Irma Brings Love by author Maureen A. Peters from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a handful of the locations. And Maureen, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. For anyone who pays attention to politics and the state of the financial system, I, I think this next book in the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to be right up your alley. The book is is called Gemini Bleed, Politics and Religion, Book One by author M.A. Jones from Christian Faith Publishing. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Chris. Now tell everybody uh, a little bit about this book. Gemini Bleed, Politics and Religion, Book One. It's a fictional tale. It follows a group of ministers that have a very charismatic ministry. However, they each have individual goals that they would like to achieve, as well as influence the political landscape of events happening today. Now, what inspired you to, to write this book and tell this story? Life, Chris. Um, I grew up in a library. My mother is actually about to retire this week from 30-plus years at my the library from my hometown. My interest began there as a child. I spent a lot of time at the library, and that was back before the Internet or games. So you had card catalogs and you had books to read. And with my education, my bachelor's is secondary education, emphasis in history. So I wanted to take historical facts. I wanted to take true political information, true historical information. And as an education major, I used a teaching strategy that gets wraps and puts a nice bow on the information that I want to share. So I'm actually tricking the reader into learning factual information presented in a very attention-getting way. will definitely grab your attention and it'll keep you interested. Who's the type of reader that's going to enjoy this the most? Who, who's, the, who's the person you want to see this book get into the hands of? Any American citizen. This is about us. This is about how our daily lives with politics, religion, how they intertwine on a practical, everyday scale. I wanted to take a macro view of politics and religion in America, and I wanted to manifest that in the lives of these individuals and as the group as a whole, because in our America, we are individuals, but everyone has a network. Everyone has an influence and is a part of a community at a greater and a more intimate level, and that's what Jim and I believe gets down to. Now, how was it for you working with Christian Faith Publishing to to be able to have this book uh, finally in your hand and to be able to share this? It was an excellent learning experience. I really appreciate the timing of Christian Faith Publishing. The timelines were amazing. When it comes to the social media, when it comes to the actual graphics of the book, I had a vision in mind, and they made that come to life, and I really appreciated that. Now, of course, this is book one. What can we expect from uh, book two down the road? Absolutely. Book two is going to go further down the rabbit hole. Book one is an excellent foundational piece. You will get to know each character. You'll get to know ultimately by the end of book one what their ultimate goal is, as well as have a clear view of what direction that the storyline will take for book two. Uh, excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Now, now this book, uh, Gemini Bleed, uh, Politics and Religion, Book One, what, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across to the reader uh, when it's all said and done after they read this? I want readers to know who they are as citizens, and I want readers to know their place in a capitalistic society. Capitalism is the foundation of each American citizen's lives. It affects us when we wake up. It affects us when we go to sleep. And I want readers to know the truth about money, where it comes from where it goes, and how you can get more of it. 
I think this is a, a fascinating book, a, a multifaceted book as well. You know, you get a little history, you get some of the behind the scenes about the politics and the financing, and you also get a great story as well. And I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today. The book is called Gemini Bleed, Politics and Religion, Book One by author M.A. Jones from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores. And M.A., thank you for being on the show. Thanks again, Chris. Now on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, a wonderful book, a tribute to a father and a look back at a time and the events and influences that made a man. The book is called Black House, God's House, A Lewisman Recalls the World He Left Behind by author Merdina D. McDonald from Christian Faith Publishing. Merdina, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Now tell everybody a, a little about your book. The book is my dad's memoirs, and it's about life in the village of Skigista at the first uh, quarter of the 20th century. And Skigista is the Isle of Lewis off the west coast of Scotland. But on a, another note, the book is really a personal reflection of what it means to have a home and what it means to, to be home. Uh, my dad lived in the States for over 60 years, and he loved America, but America was not home. Home was always over there in the old country. And so he was born in that old country in a black house in 1903. That was a rectangular stone structure with a thatch roof, cows at one end, sleeping quarters at another end, and a peat fire in the middle. And it was this black house that he was born in and that shaped his whole early memories of life. The place that he's describing is an island, so very beautiful place. He could see whales afar off. He could hear skylarks singing. But the other thing about his home place is that he believed giants lived in the land. And let me explain that. His parents were of a generation that came out from a Presbyterian denomination. In 1893, they formed their own denomination, and they pretty much were the dominant religion in Dad's village. But they were surrounded by 23 other villages that made up the upper part of Lewis called Ness. And so Dad and his community experienced religious discrimination. It took the form mostly of shunning, hostility, verbal hostility. But his parents never looked back. They never regretted the decisions they had made and the neighbors. And Dad describes them as steadfast and stalwart in faith. And it is for this reason that he viewed all of them as spiritual giants. And I would say in terms of describing the world that Dad is letting us into, it's a place where you could not be anonymous. Everybody knew everything about everybody. So, for instance, my dad, everybody would know that at age five, he was thrown out the window by a school teacher. They would know his grandfather had died in the great drowning of 1865. They would know his mother was so well-versed in the Bible, although she was illiterate, that ministers came and would sit by the fire and talk to her for hours. They would know that his dad was often Canada lumberjacking for hard-earned cash. And so you couldn't be anonymous and you couldn't be alone and you couldn't be unconnected. Uh, this was a village where dad describes going down as a young boy to see the fishermen work at the pier. And the curer, Murdo, could talk to kids as he was working on the fish and he would turn to dad and say, how's your mother? How's your father? How are your sisters? And this meant everything to my father, that a grown man would turn and show such an interest they were connected. And so when he describes in 1919 the Titanic experience of the Lewisman in the sinking of the Isle Air, 205 men coming back from France drowned 
and they drowned within sight of their homes. His uncle Roderick was one of these. But for dad, every single man there was not just a stranger. Every single man there was family. He was connected to them. So this is what dad is describing. This is what home means. It means to be known. It means to be loved. And it means, most importantly, to belong and be connected. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to to have this book published and to be able to get to your father's story out there? They were pretty wonderful in every way. I think the challenge they had, particularly with this book, is that about 10% of the book was written in Gaelic, and um, I needed a Gaelic translator. I found her in Annie McSween of Ness. So I'm so grateful for their meticulous editing and their patience with me, and I love the fact that they did such a marvelous cover illustration of A Black House. I just love that. Now, do you have anything, uh, any more works of your father that you'd like to share? Dad translated the very first published account of the sinking of the Isle Lair, and it was published in Gaelic and he translated into English. So I'm planning to sit down and work on organizing the remains of this book and to seek to get that published by Norman MacDonald, The Sinking of the Isle Air. And, and when people do read this, what, what do you hope is the most important message? Is there a message that you hope comes across from, from your dad's story? Well, I'd like to think that the readers are being taken on a journey to this magical place that was magical for him, but that also they can see that the resources that the Skigista people use, the resources of faith, of family, and of this deep connected with community, that those resources are available to all of us and that if we use them and rely on them, we too can be giants. The book is called Black House, God's House, A. Lewisman Recalls the World He Left Behind by author Merdina D. McDonald from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores. And Merdina, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Appreciate it. Of course, I'm in the uh, radio business and uh, a huge fan of music and uh, this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable really it kind of touches me and uh, it's got a great message as well. The book is called Rockin' by Babies by author J.W. McCoola from Christian Faith Publishing. J.W., thanks for being back on the show. I'm excited to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me again. Now tell everybody, of course, last time we talked, we talked about Nate the Nat, but this time around it's uh, Rockin' by Babies. Tell us a little about this book. Sure. So last time in the Blue Ridge Mountains uh, having an adventure up there and this time our adventure takes uh, baby Benjamin, who's my son, character based on my son, to the local playground. And, you know, like you, Chris, Benjamin loves music, uh, even though he's just a little guy. And he gets, after my wife and I give him a guitar for his birthday, he becomes attached to it, takes it everywhere, crib, bathtub, can't keep it out of his hands. And in the story, uh, the story explores what would happen if Benjamin woke up one day and decided to waddle down to the local playground and start a band. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you use your son as, as kind of the uh, the muse uh, for, for these stories. Uh, but what sure. kind of, did, did you draw on like your own love of music as well yeah. to, to, to inspire this? Yeah, yeah, great question, Chris. So I love music. Uh, I used to play uh, piano and uh, trumpet, French horn, keyboard. So, you know, uh, I never made it to the big leagues, but, um, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And, and the number one thing I think I enjoy about music is if you ever go to a concert or a festival, and you look around, you see people from all walks of life, all shapes, all sizes, all colors. You know, music is kind of this great unifying force in our culture and our world. And so it was after going to one of these concerts and, and kind of having that realization and then looking at Benjamin, who is a baby, you know, and, and so as babies, you're naive and 
and young and, and you don't know what you don't know. And so you're accepting of everything and everybody. So the parallel is in Rocket by Babies, you know, when all the quote normal kids laugh at Benjamin when he announces this this launch of the Rocket by Babies, uh, you know, he looks for those that are what we'd consider maybe outcast or that don't fit in uh, with the main, as it turns out, all these different characters like Maddie in a wheelchair, Kenny who's deaf, they have these different talents that they bring to the table that the quote, quote unquote normal kids uh, don't. Now, how was it this go around working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to be able to get this book out there? It was great. I would say, you know, Nate the Nat was my first attempt uh, in the children's genre. And so, you know, I did a lot of learning uh, there. So Rocket by Babies as the second one uh, was just that much smoother. Christian Faith and my publicist I worked directly with were, were excellent to work with. Um, we went back and forth. We got some excellent illustrations nailed down. I think the final product um, is definitely something for, for both of us to be proud of. And uh, it was a joy you know, working together with Christian Faith. Now, do you have anything uh, new on the horizon? Anything uh, you're working on right now? I do, Chris. I mean, you know me. Um, you know, I've always got... Benjamin has been this fountain, you know, like you said, about my muse. So there's something coming down the pike called Why Daddies Need Babies. And the idea here is, you know, Benjamin was our first. And so, of course, cliche, but your life definitely changes, you know, when you have a, 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 have a baby. And so Why Daddies Need Babies explores... What if, as dads, you know, we took all the challenges that confront us, you know, when we're raising a baby and have a new addition to our family and our lives? What if we took all those challenges and we turned them upside down and we, and we looked at it, you know, from the glass half full? And so Why Daddies Need Babies is just kind of a fun look at that. That one's almost done, and, and I would love to come back and, and chat with you about it as soon as it's uh, ready to uh, rock and roll. Excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Now, now this book, uh, Rockin' by Babies, when it's all said and done, what do you hope is the most important message here? The characters in this book, they're all kind of unique in a way. But at the end of the day, what all these kids shared in common is this love of music and fun and, and playing together as a community. And, and I think that'd be the overall message is look beyond maybe what physical differences there are and, and dig a little bit deeper. And I think we'd all be surprised with, with how much more we have in common uh, with each other. Well, that's the message that I think everyone needs to hear. And the book is is called Rockin' by Babies by author J.W. McCullough from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, the brick-and-mortar stores, just a handful of the locations. And uh, J.W., thank you for being on back on the show. My pleasure, Chris. Thanks again for having me. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, uh, an interesting look at uh, nature and life experiences and the answers to life's questions that can be answered in that. The book is called Maple Ridge Goose by author Noreen Strout from Christian Faith Publishing. Noreen Thank you for being on the show. Well, I'm glad to be here. Now, tell everybody a little bit about your book. Well, the book is about a goose, and it's about an experience that I had with that goose that defies all human reasoning. But even though the book is about a goose, it really comes out in the book that I'm a horse person. I am a horse person. Now, what inspired you uh, to, to write this book and tell this story of this experience you had? I would have to say the number one thing that inspired me to put this book into print was the fact that I told this story to a group of children, because I'm a storyteller, and I'm asked to tell a lot of stories to groups of children. And after I had told the story, an elderly lady came to me that I had never met before or after and said to me, you have got to get this story into print. There is a real need for true story children's books like 
grade two to four reading level. And I'd have to say that was the number one motivation that I really needed to get that story into print. Now, as far as target audience, uh, I I know this is probably, like you said, this is a a book geared towards uh, younger children. But is this something also that uh, even adults are going to learn a lot from? Is that kind of what you had in mind when you wrote this? Well, I do have that in mind. And I had a, a man from a a local bookstore asked me as he read the introduction on the back of the book, he asked me, you know, who's this book written for? And I said, well, it's obviously an illustrated children's book. And he said to me, this introduction summary on the back page, this is written to an adult. And I said, well, yes, of course, because if the book is going to be read to a preschooler, it needs to be read by an adult. The intro on the back cover is going to be read by an adult, and it needs to appeal to an adult in order for that adult to want to read it to their preschooler, because the adult may be reading that book, literally reading that book over and over and over again to a child. Now, how was it for you working with Christian Faith Publishing to to be able to see this book come to life on the page and to be able to share this story? It was an interesting experience, and I have enjoyed working with Christian Faith Publishers through the process of the book. Now, is this something you might like to do again, maybe a a follow-up to this, uh, or do you have anything new you're writing? I actually have submitted a manuscript already, and it was accepted for publication. It's not exactly a follow-up, but it is another true story of unusual experiences that I've had in my life. And I'm not sure at this point, you know, when I will do that, even though it's been accepted for publication, because my focus right now is on Maple Ridge Goose. That's really a new book. Now, now when people do read this uh, this book, uh, Maple Ridge Goose, so whether, whether it's kids uh, having it read to them, or even, like you said, the, the adults uh, reading it themselves, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across to, uh, through this story? I believe the most important message that comes across in that story is that prayer is a first resort. Although a lot of people think of prayer to an unseen, invisible God as a last resort when they've exhausted all of their resources, I believe it's a first resort. Well, that is a wonderful message and a, a message that I think uh, people are going to enjoy reading in this book. I think it's going to be a, a fascinating read uh, for kids and uh, adults alike. The book is called Maple Ridge Goose by author Noreen Strout from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes Noble, iTunes, online, and at the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a, a few of the locations. And Noreen, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome pleasure was all mine. Most parents understand how how tough it can be trying to get the kids to bed some nights. And I think this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to be a a perfect way to get kids excited about bedtime. The book is called The Bedtime Pajama Rhyme by author Melissa Seville from Christian Faith Publishing. Melissa, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now tell everybody a a bit about this story. Uh, Yes, the idea of it is to help make bedtime routines fun and engaging for both the parents and the children, and just to be able to make memories together instead of it always being so painful, um, and just to have fun making memories together. Now, what inspired uh, this story? Was it, Did you draw from any of your own personal experiences? Um, I did. I used to teach, although I'm a stay-at-home mom now. I used to be a teacher, and if you're Around young children, any amount of time, you realize quickly that they are full of energy. So I wanted to create something that would help children get their energy out in a fun way while also doing typical bedtime routines. Um, So the book starts out as having them interact and getting their wiggles out in fun ways. And then by the end of the book, slowly calming down and getting into bed. 
Now, what uh, what what kind of age range uh, is this book geared towards? Uh, I would say younger children, probably preschool through elementary. How was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to to see this book come to life on the page and to be able to to share this? Oh, they were great. I had a really great experience, and they were very helpful throughout the whole process, especially for someone who had never gone through anything like this before. Now, are you working on anything new, maybe maybe turning this into a series of sorts, or or do you have anything planned for the future? Yeah, I have a few ideas in mind, and um, just praying about it and seeing what God does with it. Now, when parents uh, get this book for the kids, what do you hope is the most important thing that uh, that comes across to the kids when their parents are, are finished reading this? Outside of, of course, uh, getting them to bed, but uh, do, do you hope there's like a message that they get? Yes, I, I just hope that, you know, families will have fun, uh, fun together and make memories and just enjoy their time together. As we're learning just with our own kids growing up so fast, um, that, you know, time is precious. And even in the typical mundane everyday routines, um, you can have fun and make it enjoyable. And I'm hoping that this will be a great tool that parents can use to help teach important bedtime routines, but also have fun together. Well, I think that is so important. Like you said, uh, family time and time together is such a great uh, bond-building experience. The book is called The Bedtime Pajama Rhyme by author Melissa Seville from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores, just a, a few of the locations. And Melissa, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us for the Friday Night Author Roundtable. We'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books, their process, and their accomplishments. Have a great weekend, everyone.